Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, I love potatoes, Alex Dyson, but I don't like them as much as some people must. Man, I love potatoes. They are so genuinely the good. best. They are so good. So many different yummy Up there with forms. onion is my favourite vegetable. Onion? Yeah, mate. Nowhere near as versatile as a potato. How dare you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Versatile? Versatile? Yeah, I'll just go put potato in my stir fry. Right? Mate, what do you want? I'll put just go put potato in my spaghetti bolognese. What do you think's in there, mate? Onion's doing the heavy lifting, son. Just put a bit of respect on Onion's name, thanks, Well, mate. can Onion help people with their hemorrhoids? Um, I doubt it, and nor can Potato, actually, because this headline that came out, this is from a little while ago, but I saw it floating around the internet again. The headline is from a News Hub article, the New Zealand uh, media outlet. It says, doctors plead with embarrassed hemorrhoid sufferers not to put frozen potatoes up their bums. Okay. It sounds like they're in the room. The person's like direct eye contact with them doing it. They go, please don't. Please don't do it. Please, like it's some sort of hostage situation. I dare say the fact that doctors are pleading, yeah, that there's more than one doctor who's had to do this. They've joined up. They must be in the, the, the tea room just going, another patient who's stuck a potato up their butt. Um, but this, is, this was uh, originally shared on Reader's Digest and then again on Wales Online. And apparently what it's suggesting is that people are, have been putting frozen potato slices up and inside their anus for 30 seconds if they've got hemorrhoids. Because apparently, and this is this has been rejected, but the idea was that potatoes have a certain uh, like enzyme or something that helped with the actual hemorrhoid and then the frozenness of the potato were, was able to ease the pain. Who said this? Was this Reader's Digest or was this 4chan? Because they, they're the kind of people who would take morbid enjoyment out of convincing <laughs> bewildered people to do do something like this. Look, anyway, all I'm saying is what, however uncomfortable or itchy or whatever is going on down there, a thick chip is not the answer, okay? So frozen chippy is not the go. All right, well, we have a very big show for you today. You're still under a doona. Yeah, Dyson joining you from the Darwin Doona. And on the run sheet today, not only have we uh, sparked wild scenes on the streets of Brisbane when it comes to tests of general knowledge, but on the run sheet first up, Matt, I think it says Alex Throb story. It sure does. I want to hear all about (laughs) it. This is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, the Darwin fun continues. Been very nice to hang out here for the week. A big uh, shout out to, uh, it might have been Aaron who I met the other night at, at a bar who came up and said, oh, rat dong. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I've got to try to shed that nickname. But shout out to him listening in from a lot of time from the Tiwi Islands. So he said if there's any um, metrics that come through from listeners from Tiwi. Oh, how um, good. good. So shout outs there, which is good. But good to be see, seeing the Torres Strait Island flag over the weekend as well on the uh, AFL pitches as part of Sir Doug Nichols round two. But um, 
one of the other famous things in Darwin, which I first heard about from some Tom Ballard stand-up comedy, is the uh, well well known and almost nationally renowned gay club in Darwin, the only yep. gay club in Darwin, uh, which is uh, which is called Throb. Throb, yep, mate, I know all about it. Uh, I've never actually which, been though. No, well, I'm hoping to go tonight before I leave, like the final one. I've got to I've got to go check it out. But I was chatting to a friend who'd been there a bit. He's a gay man living in Darwin, and he was pretty. He was pretty um, outraged, I think I could say. Well, not outraged to start with. He was confused at one point when it was on there, went to have a dance, and the DJ pops on Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Mm. Okay. Now, <laughs> um, having been to many gay clubs over the years, he's like, you know, this is not the usual fair. Okay. We've got some Kylie, we've got some Sure, you know, those, those Eurobeat, those, you know, vocal house bangers that are, are well known and come out every Mardi Gras. Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. He was thinking this could be at any pub around Brisbane. This is not, it's not throb material. It's not throb worthy. It's not throb worthy. Oh know? my gosh. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I mean that, and that so, gets some, that gets some vocal cords going at a lot of, you know, weddings, Pub dance mm. fours. It's not a throb. It's not a throb bop. It's not. No. Hey, there's been a throbbery. No, it is. It's. <laughs> it's no good. So he sort of look it over, and he taps on the glass of the DJ booth. Now I'm not sure if like you know you know, pet stores when it comes to fish tanks. There's a there's a sign at throb that says please do not tap on the glass. But he tapped on the glass for the DJ. And they're just like, hey, come come around, like have a chat. Came in, <laughs> behind the behind the curtain and said, hey. What's what's the deal with living on a prayer? Could we get some, you know, something else going on here? He's like, oh, I have to play, have to play one in three straight songs. What? He's like, is that a rule? Like, what's the who's my, is that your own rule? Is that the club's rule? Like, I just don't get that. <laughs> and so, and so, he's like, okay, look, I'll I'll change it. I've got to do this until one a.m. and then after that, I'll change tact. And then after that, I apparently put on a little bit of um, Rihanna. Bad girl, Riri. Things were okay. The rest of the night was fine. Okay. Flash forward a few weeks later, he's back at Throb. My mate. And he's there with a couple of friends. Suddenly, the start of living on a prayer kicks off again. Again. And he's going, we had a chat about this. We had a chat about this. And he's the same DJ in there. He's like, it's, he's a serial offender of the Bon Jovi coming out. So he sort of waves at him. It's like, guys, like, what? And then he goes, you know what? Talks to the crew. Because I think he told the crew that he was live. So he told a few of his mates a few things. They staged a mass dance floor walk-off. No. In the middle of Throb. And so they all walk off the dance floor, you know, and when there's a, when there's a walk off like that, I mean, as a DJ, that is the scariest thing you could get. You go, Oh no, I have put my foot in it here. And they all exit the dance floor. Vibes plummet. It's like, like the global financial crisis. That is a flaccid throb. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> floppy. If that many people leave yeah. the dance floor. Yeah. Re- <laughs> re- I got to de- rename the club. <laughs> Soft. Wow. Okay. 
Shriveled. Exactly. So anyway, I think the DJ saw that happen and went over to my mate and said, dude, like, what's the go? What's the go with this? He's like, mate, we had a chat about it. This is music. We need the music. We need a vocal house. It's, it's, it's our only space in the area, you know, for gay people congregate, have a bit of music for us. You can hear anywhere along Mitchell street in Darwin, you can hear living on a prayer. This is one spot where we can come and the guy's like, oh, whatever. And then goes, goes back, goes back to playing. Try to win, win back the crowd. But anyway, my mate said that the next time he was there, the same DJ was there. Oh, and he came up to him, right? And he's like, oh, it could be a bit of tension here. And then the DJ goes, hey, mate, I, I remember from last time, look, I just wanted to say I've, I've, over the last couple of weeks, I've been having to think about what you said about this being a place for you to, and I've, I've realized you're absolutely correct. Like I apologize for doing that. I'm sorry it was this. I've been taking it into account. I'm going to make my, sure my music is, you know, catered and, and special for, you know, LGBTQI plus people to come in and enjoy their evening. And my mate's telling me this story. I'm like, that is absolutely incredible. You were like the Rosa Parks of Throb. I mean, you refused <laughs> the status quo. You did not stay silent and you've made it so that there's, you know, a, a good bit of culture in Darwin that you could get involved in every Saturday night. It's, it's, it was quite miraculous, Matt. Um, that is amazing. That is truly amazing. Yeah. Clap it in. Well so done. I think, I think it's just a little bit inspiring. If you see an injustice in the world, if you're not happy with the status quo, go and have a little chat and potentially you too can be a change maker in society. That's right. And even if it doesn't work, at least you've gone down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> It's your life and it's now or never. <laughs> you're not going to live forever. So just live while you're alive. This is Matt Alex, All Day Breakfast. I smell toast. Well, it was curbside collection around my parts over the last weekend. Bit of hard rubbish hitting the streets of Brizzy. Oh, sure was. I mean, I, I've gotten a little bit spoilt living in the middle of uh, Sydney City over the last couple of, you know, 12 years. Because in, in if you're living in sort of the city of Sydney, you can just book a sort of hard rubbish collection whenever you want. They basically come around once a week. Oh, really? For free? Yeah, you just go, yep, I'm going to leave all my stuff at this address and come pick it up. And you can just choose whichever Monday you want them to pick it up and they'll just come by. All right, but, um, really? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a very good system. Some places don't have it at all. You know, talking to the in-laws in Ballina, they were uh, saying that, they, you know, there's no curbside collection at all. So what do you do with your stuff that's um, quite big but pretty useless now? Well, you're expected to go out to the tip for about 15 bucks or so. Do it yourself. Uh, but it's yeah. too tough. Not everyone's got the trailer. But no, it was... Um, it was yeah, it was curbside collection, which meant a lot of people were putting stuff out in the um out in the streets, and also a lot of people cruising. There was a lot of people just doing the cruising. Wow, up I and tell you back what, once, particularly in the more affluent suburbs, Matt. If you go for a little <laughs> cruise on curbside day, you could pick yourself up. Some very, very nice pieces. <laughs> I know. Waste not, want not. <laughs> it was, um, so yeah, there was, there was quite a lot of vans driving up and down our streets over the last couple of days. People just having a good sticky beak. And like, mm. you'd see things just disappearing. You know, you put something out and then you go, mm. 
in and then like a few hours later, just gone, right? And good. So it should, right? So it absolutely should because the worst thing yep. of this, of anything of use sh- should be ending up in is, you know, the hole in the ground. So by all means. Absolutely right. People it, should be cruising. But what I would say is uh, just make sure you know what you're looking for, um, that you can identify rubbish, all right? Because why do you say that? Well, a day ago on the old community Facebook page, um, for my area in your area. So yeah, someone's gotten in touch. Someone's with everyone on the community page posted something to the guy who just stole my husband's lawnmower from our front yard (laughs) 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 while he was whippersniffing and mid mowing the lawns. We'd appreciate it returned. I get it's curbside collection next week. But it was in use, <laughs> boiling hot, and not for the taking. So someone's obviously just <laughs> put the mower out halfway through the old nature strip run, right? And someone's driven past and gone, ooh, hello. Don't mind if I do. Was it next to an old toaster and like a, a, a broken oscillating know. fan or something? I don't well? know, but it's, this is that this has happened before. There was a story that came out of the Gap in Brisbane um, where someone had to put the sign on their motorcycle because someone thought that the motorcycle that was parked on the front lawn was hard rubbish as well. So you've got to be pretty, you know, mm. clear about what your hard rubbish situation is. Absolutely. I would extend that to tables as well when you're eating food with people. Like, ask them, are you going to eat the rest of that chippy? <laughs> <laughs> people are saving that for the end. And I would also, I would also say to waiters when they come around, always ask. If people are finished with their drink. <laughs> yes. I hate having to, I mean. It's not hard rubbish when there's st- still a sip left. Sometimes I let it go because I don't want to be feel like I'm being the sniveling weasel that I am, you know, desperate for every last drop of my beer or whatever. But if I, they come pick it up and go, ah, oh, sorry, I'm get, I paid $12 for that. Can I please finish? <laughs> You, just have you always feel like such like, a crumb because okay, they're always like don't... standing next to you while you're doing it as well. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> no way any self-respecting person would put this drink to their lips and try and slurp out the final guts of it. No. Uh, we asked you about your curbside collection stories. Tom got in touch with us, said, saw the top half of a mannequin in the curbside collection on the way to a pub and hid it in my housemate's bed. That's pretty good use for a mannequin. The top half, wasn't it? It wasn't the bottom half. No, top half. Okay, good. <laughs> what? Which one would be worse? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure out what would be the most alarming if <laughs> if you pulled back the sheets or if there were legs just poking out the bottom when you walked in. Yeah. Um, Alicia says, uh, my sister's new boyfriend found a Weber and gave it to my dad in an attempt to win him over. Oh, I tell you what, that is classic. Like if you know, watch those, like how to train your dog shows and that something like that, they come along to try and, you know, make the dogs obedient by giving it tricks and a treat. I think if, if you're doing a show, how to win over a dad, I think, you know, walking in and just putting your eyes towards the ground, your eyes down, lower the eyes, lower the eyes, just push the Weber forward. Okay. Just push it forward. So they're ready to though, let them have a sniff of it. And then, um, yeah, you should be in with the dad. That's the way, that's the way that works in the wild. Um, we got another response from David got an inflatable Zodiac boat and sold it for $800. 
That's not a bad find at all, is it? That's some cold, hard cash rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sam said, saw a young person standing on the side of the road in a random street. My partner and I asked if they were okay. She said, yeah, my parents will be back soon, just guarding this fridge so no one takes it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Get yourself that fridge. Keep your cold, your cold goods cold. Um, I can imagine my dad doing that when I was young. Just stay here. Stand next to the fridge. <laughs> Watch the fridge. I'll be, I'll be back. And warm academic got in touch, said one night, my best friend's parents and, and my parents caught up and next minute it's 2am and they're all drunk AF and now we have to walk home. For some reason, my friend's entire family decides to drunkenly walk us home. So they came with us on their way back to their house. They noticed their neighbors have put an old lounge chair for hard rubbish. My friend's mum convinced them all to pick up this huge heavy chair and carry it into their house. The next day, they all wake up and the mum can't remember where this chair came from and is mortified this dirty old chair is sitting in the house. We explain how she demanded it get brought inside from the curb and she's absolutely horrified in herself. The worst part is they couldn't even get rid of it in the hard rubbish now because then her neighbours would all know what she did and think she was crazy. (laughs) So they had to keep it for ages and eventually had to pay to get it discreetly removed. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> well, anyway, thank what? you for getting in touch with us. <laughs> I can just imagine that. What the hell is this chair in there? In here? <laughs> That's like a getting a one night stand from hard rubbish, like one night stand, but it was a chair. <laughs> and you just so you roll over, you're embarrassed in the morning. It's like, how do I get? How do I make it leave? <laughs> oh well. So I've, I should probably. Probably get ready for work if you wanted to. <laughs> the chair's just sitting oh, there. Good. Oh, that's cool. I'll just stay here until you come back. <laughs> oh, you hooked up with my neighbor last week as well. I can't <laughs> oh, I can't let them see you walking out of the house. Oh, damn it. I'll order you an Uber. Well, that's with what started with with a, just a well-meaning, innocent purchase of a sports team in Australia, you know, inspired by Ryan Reynolds, has, has turned into a full-on Brisbane civil war. <laughs> yeah, man, we got enemies. I didn't realize that this is how it worked. <laughs> Last week, you may have heard that Matt and I made a decision on the on the sports team we were going to purchase. We can't afford an English Premier League team, um, so we're looking for any team around Australia. We had a few good options, um, one of which really ticket our fancy was a trivia team from Brisbane. Hannah has put us forward as the new owners of her weekly trivia team. Um, we're in with a shot to win a $3,000 kitty. Um, should we guess a few final questions? And I thought we were all sorted and, and ready to go and take our team to victory, Matt. But it sounds, by the sounds of things, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Yeah, no, that's right. We got a message. Almost, I would say, like a threat. I mean, it, it's surprising. <laughs> it's honestly surprising that it wasn't, you know, written using cutout magazine letters. <laughs> um, 
He came from a person who we have uh, previously talked to before, or an associate of theirs, and uh, we've got them on the line right now. G'day, Paul. It's Matt and Alex calling here from All Day Breakfast. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, we're not good, Paul. Um, <clears throat> we received your stern warning, actually, uh, on our Instagram page. And do you want to just uh, give a give our audience a little debrief as to what you may have said in your message? Oh, I'm just letting you know we're willing to make a bit of an away game trip to uh, play your trivia team down in Brisbane at the Paddo on Wednesday. Okay, so this is Paul from the Hillcrest Hipsters, who you might have known made an offer to us uh, that we could purchase their team uh, if I played goalkeeper for one game in exchange for the whole team. Um, we have politely declined, but Paul has come in uh, saying, not only are you disappointed, you're, you're mildly disappointed, but you're not deterred. You're ready to you're ready to take us on in trivia. So wait, your futsal team is going to rebrand as a trivia team, Paul, and take on the new Matt and Alex team at our trivia in Brizzy. A few of us actually play trivia up at the same host at a brewery up here anyway, so and I'm down there in Brizzy for training, so I thought might as well see if I can wrangle a few in and see if they want to do it. <laughs> well, 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 Paul, you have just made some very powerful enemies, uh, especially in the world of pub trivia. We will have to set a little showdown uh, very, very yep. soon in the coming weeks to see who is, in fact, the smartest little bunnies of them all. But, Paul, I thought I'd give you a little test run right now with a question. <laughs> yeah. We need to we need to figure out how worried we should be here, Paul. That uh, we've got a, a new opponent in our in our quest to be the trivia masters. Are you equipped <laughs> to answer a trivia question right now? I'm gonna have to be. Yep. Okay. Let's see how we go. All right, Paul. I'm gonna be answering on behalf of Matt and Alex just to see if our new our owners are, are much chop. All right. Yep, here yep. we go. <clears throat> question number one: Zurich is the capital of. Where? Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland it is. Okay, which is the world's largest ocean? Pacific. Pacific. Pacific it is. Okay, you're coming in about the same time here. What was the nationality of Marco Polo? Spanish. Oh, I think you might have got me. Venetian. <laughs> Is the answer. <laughs> Paul, okay, let's move on to geography now. How much of the Nile River is located in Egypt? How much? Uh, a third? I don't, actually, it just says 22. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, that doesn't help me at all. It just says 22. That's... That's a useless question. Okay, what about this? Which continent has the largest freshwater resources? Uh, Canada. North America. The answer is Antarctica. Okay. Damn. Which country has the world's longest coastline? Australia. Australia. The answer is Canada. Okay. Finally, we're moving on to the entertainment now. <clears throat> you talking to me? Is Robert De Niro famously says Taxi in driver. this 1976 thriller? Who said that? Dice. Alex. 
Yeah, Taxi Driver it was. What film won Steven Spielberg his first Academy Award for Best Director? Jurassic Park. The answer is Schindler's List. All right, and finally, (laughs) to round us out on today's trivia challenge, Paul from the Hillcrest Hipsters up against Alex Dyson, (laughs) we have a question that was most recently featured on Channel 7's The Chase. Now, if you want to be one of the best (laughs) trivia teams in the world, you are going to have to be up to par with some of these contestants on a show like this and some of the questions that they have to navigate. And this particular question stunned some viewers. Eric the Awkward Orc is a book written by radio host Alex Who. Alex Dyson. Alex Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! There we go, Paul. He's done well his feet done. up my own game. Oh, there you go. Right. Well, good stuff, Paul. We'll have to set an we'll have to set an official date to do the grand challenge. We might have to get a couple of listeners down there, hey? Just make it a big trivia night. Yeah, make yeah it a definitely. Uh, um, we'll keep you posted if you are around or willing to travel to Brisbane. We'll let you know when uh, Matt and Alex's team will be there alongside the Hillcrest Hipsters. Uh, it will be good fun. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, we look forward, you know, don't get mad, get even. And that's what you've gone with. And so we appreciate you getting in touch with us and uh, all the best with your trivia future. No worries. Thanks for that, TV. So, Daiso, did you know that you'd been featured in uh, The Chase? Yeah. Someone sent me a message that just said that I was on a question on this chase. <laughs> that voice you heard being Larry Emder uh, reading out that. That was very, very funny. I found the footage of it too. Oh, my God. The wildest thing. <laughs> but what, I don't think the guy got got it right, did he? Bron, do we have him no, replying? he said Alex Jones, yeah. <laughs> who is from InfoWars, uh, a famous radio segment where he yells into the camera and goes, they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> So the different broadcasters, Alex Dyson and Alex Jones. Oh my God. I truly hope that is the first and last time someone's mistaken you for Alex Jones. Well, probably Alex Jones, you know, his work over the years was somewhat of an inspiration for Ranch Dog. So, you know, <laughs> I could see how they get a little bit confused. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for listening at Matt, Don and Don Alex is where you can get in touch with us on Instagram. Uh, if you've got anything that relates to something you've heard on the show, other than that, we'll be back here, same time, same place tomorrow. See you later. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at Matt.and.alex. Dot dot